Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. boots. Today's subject is one that I'm personally very interested in. That subject is swimming pool landscaping. Brett and I, my husband Brett and I, are currently searching for a new home and on the top of my wish list is a swimming pool of some kind or a designated spot to install one. Gardening in summer for me is so much more enjoyable if there's a swimming pool nearby to jump in and out of. But it's also equally important that that pool fits seamlessly into the design of the garden. On today's podcast, Keith and I are going to talk about the do's and don'ts of swimming pool landscaping, and Keith is also going to share a few of his brilliant design ideas with us, aren't you, Keith? Oh, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so swimming pools, I'm I'm sure swimming pools are often included in your designs. Yeah, I I get a lot of of people asking to plan a a swimming pool into the the landscape, Um, and that's all things that you've got to take a lot of consideration with, you know, with um, working out the best location so that you're going to maximise the amount of sun. Exactly. Um, and pool regulations are probably one of the biggest things today with, uh, yes. with designing a, a pool in the garden. So it's pool fence Pool fencing, yeah, that's the work. So, so you've, you've got to check your, your pool regulations. Um, for example, you can't have anything climbable within 900 mil of a fence. Right. All right. So, so if there's a, if you're going to put a row of trees in or a row of shrubs, they've got to be they've got to be 900 mil away back from that pool fence. Okay. You know, so there's those sorts of considerations, and then because you've got a pool fence, um, you've got to also think about the aesthetics of those. You know, mm. whether it's going to be a steel fence or whether it's going to be a wooden fence or whether it's going to be a glass fence. Yes. So you're not obstructing the views. Yeah, and it's got um, to be the design. Depends on the design of the house exactly. and the design of the, the garden as yeah. well. You've got to work from that from that forwards, haven't you? You do. Um, there was this one that, that that's, the pool's just been put in uh, in the last um, month and a half of a job I've designed. And this is on a on a out in, in a rural space, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so these people wanted something that was rather quite organic. Mm. So there's a, a company that I've, I've had a bit of dealing with. Um, the first time I had dealings with them was at the Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show, way back. Um, we needed a fence to go all the way around our site, and we had a huge site that uh, that I designed there. It was 16 meters wide by 33 meters long, so it's a big site. Big pool? No, no. This was a this was a a, a, a design at the Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show. Oh, oh, right. So the okay. fence that I the fence that we chose to go around that was an organic style of fence as well. Yeah, and that was uh, by a company called Wattle and Wire. So mm. if you're interested oh. in having a look at their organic sorts of fe- fencing. That's a great company yes. to have a look at. Was it Wattle and Wire? It was Wattle and Wire, oh. yeah. It was, it was um, long stems of, of wattle that had been cut into, into triangles. So that, so it was a three-sided upright oh. with all wired together. That Absolutely sounds great. sensational. That sounds great. <clears throat> okay, so the, going back to the beginning, the first things you need to consider, as you said, was the, the amount of light. Yeah, so you've got, to, you've got to have the right location so yes. that you're maximising the amount of sunlight that that, that pool is going to get. So the, so the plants can survive. Exactly. Okay. 
Now, how, also how the pool is going to be used, I suppose, for exercise or for entertaining or for both? Or yes. Isn't that something that, as far as your plant choice and et cetera, are considered, when you're considering that, you have to think, okay, what, how does that fit into whatever style of pool is going to be there? Well, that's the, the style of pool is actually based on the client's brief. You know, I mean, okay, so you um, can't change their I, mind? I, I, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. What about the type of pool, whether it's a saltwater or a chlorinated pool? Is that Yeah, that's important? a big thing too. Too. Um, but you'll find that most pools now are salt chlorinated because salt it's, chlorinated. It's, salt, it's salt chlorination. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's a much much easier system to control. Um, in the old days, it used to be uh, a liquid uh, chlorine that you used mm. to put into a pool, or it was a gas, um, which is what most of the commercial pools were, and, and it was highly reactive. Yeah. Um, so. Um, the, the, the salt chlorinated pools make a hell of a difference today. It makes it so much easier. But having said that, when you've got a salt chlorinated pool, it is a salt water that's coming out of that pool mm. and it's salt splashes mm-hmm. that are going to be onto the plant. So your selection of plants really, you have to do a lot of research into whether those plants are salt tolerant uh, yes. or not. You know? Yes, we'll get to that bit. Um, also, privacy is very important. So as far as your yes. um, you know plant your plant choice is concerned, there as well. Yep, I would imagine very important, and and you need then if you're going to have a um, an area where you need to screen off, say a neighbour's place or from overview or whatever else, you need to then make sure that you've got a, an area that's wide enough to sort of give you plants that will have a taller yes. canopy. Yes, yes. The theme of the pool, because that's that's in the the client's um, brief as well. Is, I suppose yes. whatever their theme is, that would be important. Um, yes, that's very important. Um, and and a lot of freeform pools used to be done years ago. They're, they're not as popular today. We're more on linear pools. To to this day, so pools that are just either rectangles or oh, squares. Yes, that's now more. That's, that's more popular again. That's now. More, more, much more popular now. Yeah. Um, I, I've designed a couple of pools where they've been actually circular pools, and that they have been concrete circular pools oh. that have been craned in. So plunge is that a plunge pool? A plungy pool. I like yeah. the look of them. Plungy pools are fantastic. Yes, they're so I've done a, I've done a few jobs, including my my um, my middle boy's place. He had a plungy pool that was delivered from Queensland, craned off, craned mm. in, onto site, and mm. then the decking was built around it. So mm-hmm. fabulous, mm. great concept. Yes, mm. I think I, that's what I would like one of those, please, Keith. <laughs> um, now the conditions also, like exposure to frost or wind or shade, all that sort of thing. Is that that's Something very important too, yeah. Into so concerns. you've got to know what's going to grow in your environment. A lot of people think about a swimming pool and they say, oh, look, I love to have that tropical sort of look. <laughs> you know, so you've got to be very mindful that you select cold-tolerant palms. Yes, yes, that, yes. That, and, and palms that are not, not going to become problematic by being messy or having a root system that, that could be damaging to, the, to a pool. Yes. So you've got to have all those sorts of considerations in too. So there's a lot of pre-work that you've got to put in before you start actually going about choosing plants. choosing plants, yeah. And the tropical look, even if you didn't have a pool, if we were going to do that in Melbourne, as we've discussed in a, in a previous podcast, again, we, have to, we, have, we would be choosing the tropical style of plant, exactly. but not a tropical plant. Not necessarily, no. Yes, yes, yes. Um, there's also the water features, lighting, all of those things. Do you take that into consideration? Um, I do. 
Because um, you think it's, it's, not a, it's, it's it, it becomes part of the total concept, you know, whether you can put lighting in. You yeah. know, if you, you say, for instance, you you had a space to put a beautiful big date palm in in your design, um, you know, having lights that up light up through those trunks to the underneath side of the leaves can be absolutely sensational. Mm. So you put those sorts of considerations in as well. Mm. And a lot of people find that that the sound of moving water is an incredibly relaxing, mm. you know, stimulus. It is. Um, you know, just calms you right down. So, you, you know, you can have little waterfalls or even just water that, that is being bubbled out of the pool itself, you know. Yeah. So you, 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 there's a lot to think about, you know, with, with just with the, the landscaping the side of the bit, swimming pool. The first yeah. bit, exactly. Um, once the basic, though, all those basic elements have been chosen, then we go on to the plants, don't we? Yes. Where do you start with choice? Well, I like to start by thinking about the landscape as being a layered section of the of the landscape so that you have small soft stuff by the edges of the pool you don't want prickly plants you know cactus <laughs> or you know something with with lots of prickles because if you have to sit up next in. to it the last thing you would want to do is you know pop a prickle or something yes so uh, you can start off with with nice soft feeling plants and some of the examples of that would be that, that will tolerate these conditions would be things like mondo grass so you can get dwarf mondo grass so you can get a slightly taller form of that or you can go into into tufted plants like liriopes yeah um and, and liriopes start to you know, from sizes to, from about um, 200 mil right up to six, 60 centimetres. Illyria, mm-hmm. uh, Evergreen Giant is one. Yes, yes. And then behind that, you might start to think about putting in contrasting foliage forms. You know, so think about things like Raphiolepsis, which give you that beautiful dark green glossy foliage mm. with, you know, with beautiful bald effects. Mm. Or you want to go for a contrast to light, to lift those areas. You go into grey form plants. And there's a wonderful range of Westringers now oh. that have been hybridised. So you can get um, Westringers that are 45 centimetres in a ball up to 1.2 metres in a ball. Okay. You know, so yeah. beautiful uh, yeah. variations I'm in, in the those. So, yeah, so lots of lots of variation, and then behind that you go into into taller, strappy leaf plants that will just give you a lot more um, interest. So things like canna lilies and calla lilies mm. will also give you that effect, mm. or bananas. Mm-hmm. You can put banana palms in there as well mm-hmm. that you actually get the bananas from. That can look terrific. Um, things like um, big leaf plants. So a Cuba, there's a plant called a Cuba japonica, which has got a, a, a big leaf in a boat shape which is highly gloss and quite thick so Mm. it'll tolerate that salty windy conditions Mm -hmm. and then you've got plants like um, fatsia fatsia japonica great big glossy leaves leaves which look fantastic as contrasting to the other leaves that are around it Mm. and then uh, then you've got things like tetrapanax which is the rice paper plant Mm-hmm. which looks absolutely stunning in that sort of scene. Mm-hmm. And then another plant that you've got here in your garden I introduced you, you to that looks fantastic, which is Cassonia. Cassonia. So lovely. you're getting that beautiful grey foliage, grey-blue foliage mm. that is, you know, really, you know, striking in terms of its mm. effect. Now, so you, you're really layering those sorts of plants down yes. to give you colour and interest, even if they don't flower. Yeah. And then behind that... For you know, for great screening effects, we can go to things like uh, macadamias. Mm, so gorgeous. get get uh, get the nuts from the macadamias as well. Yep, um, they 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 form a great backdrop. 
Mm. Um, and then you've got other things like um, you could put citrus in there if you wanted to. So you know you're getting that Mediterranean style of style of, of theme in a, mm. in the garden. Because it's all sounding quite a, – a bit of that is tropical. Yeah. What if you want to go a little bit more exotic, a bit more formal? I mean, if you could do things like camellias. Yes, you could. could. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're, you know, they're, obviously there are different styles, plenty of different styles that you could use. But you obviously have to be careful, not perhaps not to have deciduous plants so much because um, they're going to make a mess if you they're going to fall I, in the pool. Uh, or, I, I, I have a – I chew people's ear a bit over that because um, you chew their ear. Yeah, I chew their ears oh, on, on no. if they say to me, "I don't want deciduous, you know, plants near my pool," and I'll say, "Well, if you're going to go evergreen, you've got to understand you'll be cleaning that pool all year round because uh, evergreen plants are exchanging their leaves yeah. on a regular basis. Okay, a deciduous tree you'll clean once, so you'll have the cover drop, on the pool then because it drops its leaves in one hit, mm. and then you clean all that up." Mm. And then that's it until okay. next year. All right, take it back. So, so you've got to think about deciduous. those things as well. I know, you know? exactly. Well, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> okay, but you could do an exotic sort of garden as well. I mean, you can do all sorts. Oh, it doesn't absolutely. matter what style you do, does it? Yeah. No, it doesn't. I mean, and, and if you want to create one that's that's rather formal, I mean, just think about using, the, say, a raphiolepsis, and there's a there's a dwarf form of that called um, snow maiden. Mm. Um, there's another form that's called ballerina, and then there's another one called oriental pearl. Yes. And you could layer those. Yes. So you could have the, the yes. round balls and then bigger balls behind that and taller balls. And then you could put beautiful. a row of that, you know, with beautiful uh, magnolias or camellias. So, you know, there's beautiful. so many things you could do to make it look, you know, stunning. Look amazing. What, is there any particular plants you would recommend that we certainly do not choose? I know you've mentioned the prickly part plants, so obviously we don't want to go too prickly close to the side of the pool. No, no you don't. But is there anything specifically, especially as, as far as that, um, we were talking about the salt water Yeah, you've got to be, uh, you, you've got to do a bit of research on okay. that. I mean, you, the last plant you'd be putting next to a pool would be something like gardenias, for instance, <laughs> because, you know, they will burn like they, you wouldn't believe. They're so thirsty and hungry, mm-hmm. uh, and they won't, to- they won't tolerate that salt. So you've got to keep away, you've got to do a little bit of research. If you can't do the research, then hire someone to do it for you. Like Keith. <laughs> like me. <laughs> Keith Edwards, landscape. What's, what's your oh, – I've forgotten Just the name. Just KE Landscape KE Consultant. KE Landscape yeah. Consultant. Sorry, I forgot it for a minute. Okay. Well, at this stage, I have no idea what style of home, garden or pool we're going to end up with, but all of this wonderful information is going to come to great use once we settle. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, I think we've covered a fair amount here. Okay. Well, we hope that any of our listeners who currently have a swimming pool or are planning one will also find it very useful. Thank you, Keith. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.